You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. I want to thank you so much for being a guest here on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, before we get started, I'm just going to ask you, can you give us a, just a brief intro about yourself so my audience can get to know you? Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, Phil, thank you for having me on Invest in Yourself. I'm you know, excited to be here. And um, so I'm a business coach and I've been coaching for over 20 years, work with thousands of entrepreneurs. And my focus is really enabling uh, businesses to identify their game of business. I find that most people think what they sell, their products or services, is their business. And my argument is that's actually just the vehicle. That's the vehicle for how you create value. Your business is how you create value. So that's really my mission. I work with independently owned businesses. I'm a passionate advocate because they have such an impact in their community. And now, of course, with digital, that's global. Um, And the other, I wrote a book, that uh, is part of that positioning. It's called Up Solutions, Turning Your Team into Heroes and Your Customers into Raving Fans. I love, I love the title, first of all. And uh, I love how you're concentrating on helping your, the team grow the business as well because they're just as important as your customers. And that's something I fully agree with. As well as previous guest, uh, the doctor of customer service, Dr. Kelly, he promotes that as well. So I love seeing another one of... Uh, Another great Canadian promoting that. What am I saying? I'm being humble here. Canadians are great. Um, so w- what got you into jumping into this world of being a digital entrepreneur and entrepreneur helping other entrepreneurs? Well, so interesting. Being a digital entrepreneur in this past year, uh, the pandemic has definitely impacted, um, you know, the whole idea of online marketing and but I actually started delivering programs uh, virtually in 1997. And it was just really, you know, at, you know, and back in those days, you had to build your own membership site. You had to, there was none of this, Pretty you know, back then, yes, it was all custom built and trying to figure out, you know, what was too much and where do people bog down? And, you know, that, that was all fun, but it, it really, I started, um, this whole focus I have in the idea and you were talking about with Dr. Kelly, the, the customer experience, I think um, understanding that every business uh, it's the value create is in your customer's perception. So enabling businesses to see, identify who their best customers are, what's important to them and how do you position what you offer as a solution um, that actually started back when I was in university and I worked in a small bookstore, chain bookstore, but I had a really good manager and the manager, we were all trained that as soon as somebody came in the store, uh, we stopped what we were doing. Welcome. Can we help you? Are you looking for something? If they were, then we took them to the section, put the book in their hand, not it's over there in aisle four. Um, and, you know, if we didn't have it, could we order it in? Could we, you know, offer an alternative? And it was very customer focused. And the it's the experience stayed with me first of all as a team member it was fun you know the shifts went by fun we had very little turnover mostly this is a university town so mostly students 
working part-time, but very little turnover. And um, at the end of the year, that store, this is the late 80s, that store was budgeted to do 500,000 gross revenue, and we did just over a million. That is, that, that is the power of customer service right there. Yes. Yes. We had so many people that would pop it, like on a regular basis, people would pop in and say, you know, we've been to almost every store in this mall. This is the only one we really felt welcomed. So I just want to say thank you. Oh, that, that's the best compliment anybody can get. Like you, you, from being in the service industry, most of my life, you know, most, most university kids and most people have gone through that sluggish life of having to serve other people because it's the only job we're capable of when in reality we can do nearly anything and getting those compliments. Like I know getting that compliment means dealing with those horrible Karens and Tyler's and all those bad customers you would get, but getting that one, like, thank you so much. You've helped me or you're the best uh, at your job. And that just makes your life feel better. So I'm glad that it, you learned that like back in the eighties when it was still prevalent and you're teaching people uh, about that now. Cause I think businesses forgot that. Yes. Well, and um, you know, tying that together, um, I've been an ad advocate for a while that we actually have for independently owned businesses, we have new business roles. And um, I think this is the impact of the internet, right? The internet has changed the market. We used to have very local based marketplace, even if it was a national change. It was an, it was a local market. And now of course we have a global market. So um, every business has to rethink their business. And I think they're new, new business roles. And one is, that you have to shift from focusing on sales to focusing on solutions. It's not, you know, how many widgets can you sell? It's what's the solution and how are you creating solutions for your target? And so complementary to that, you have to shift your focus from transactions to relationship. Yeah. You know, no business, there's two pieces, you know, you can't afford, um, I'm trying to think of how do I say this? It's kind of like, uh, you can't afford to not fully, if you have a target audience and they walk in or they connect with your business in some way, you cannot afford to not meet them, meet their needs and create a solution for them so that you start building ongoing relationships. No business can afford to not do that anymore. You can't have, you know, poor service attrition. No business can afford it anymore. No, it's because it, there's, the billion businesses out there that can replace you in an instant you need yes. to be able to make that one-on-one -on -one connection because that connection you make with that client that soon becomes a customer that becomes an advocate that's the journey you want that you want to become they're interested they become a customer then a client and then they're an advocate and it's that's the mm -hmm. biggest thing because i found through my business of podcast production most of my clients end up coming from previous clients that have worked with me or guests on the show and they're like they've had such a fun time or they see the passion behind it and the success that I have and that just builds it up and it's all about making that that initial connection that the initial je ne sais quoi if you will absolutely yes yes so I, I want to get on something because obviously you've been somewhat six you must have some success since you've been going since 1997 with your selling different products um i want to just switch up and what would you consider maybe your first failure either in life or in business that taught you something mm. well i the two actually come to mind um the first one was um i was good at getting something off the ground 
And I didn't know how to build a team to go beyond my own effort. And that's actually, I came across a program called Strategic Coach in 1997, and that was a pivotal shift um, of how I was thinking about what my business is. And, you know, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur behind Strategic Coach, Dan Sullivan, along with Ben Hardy, just recently published a book called Who Not How. And I think for every entrepreneur, digital, brick and mortar, doesn't matter, you need to read the book because... Um, it's your job as the entrepreneur is to create the idea. It's to come up with the solution. It's to identify the opportunity. And then the next step is to find who can do that for you. The moment you get into figuring out how do I make this happen? You're, you're in the weeds, Mm -hmm. right? It bogs you down. And that's what I didn't know how to get out, out of. So, um, now that I have this team around me, you know, um, we, any change in the business, I literally just pulled the right team members together. We talked through what I'm thinking and then off they go. And, 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 you know, it's like, and especially today, it's ridiculously inexpensive to get talent working on your ideas, you know, global marketplace, Upwork, um, Fiverr, if you need, even if at a, if you're if you can, can't afford Upwork, there's Fiverr that's just a little lower, and you can find those. And there's there's the Four Hour Work Week uh, by Tim Ferriss, which mm-hmm. um, I'm in the process of reading. But I'm also reading his other book, Tools of the Titans, which is amazing because it has all his interviews pretty much bogged down to this core stuff. So yeah, the Four Hour Work Week, finding those VAs, finding those external, because you don't have to hire from inside your community because you have access to the global community now. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. Yeah. So that's a big, huge opportunity. The next, the next one for me, that was the failure is I'd had success. Um, I launched the program called the profit generator, turning your customer experience into profit in 1997. And in 2011, uh, sorry, not in, in 2007, not 1997, but 2007, um, And uh, so in 2007 and 2011, I decided everyone was doing these aggregate, you know, these, these online pieces free, and then you buy the VIP package. Yeah, that's right. So I put one together. It was a huge amount of work. And uh, it was called the Online Business Growth University. And at the beginning, I thought, oh, this will be an annual thing. This will be so much fun. And at the end, it was so much work. And um, I just remember being really down. I was stuck in, back to being stuck in the weeds. And one of the things, it didn't generate the return I was expecting. Um, I, I sold packages, but, you know, they were small compared to what it put to put it all on. But I, you know, what's interesting, I was so stuck in the weeds of being disappointed about the business results. I missed, I built a list of a thousand people. I completely missed it. By the time I figured that out, it was a year later and too late to have that be an active list. That was the cost of being stuck on an expectation without paying attention to what did I really get? Because often when we move forward, it's, you know, it doesn't go the way we think it's going to go. But what happens is actually what we need to pay attention. If I'd actually worked that list, that thousand people probably could have turned into the business results I was looking for. And, and it took me too long to get over that it didn't go the way. And it was a lot of work, right? Again, 2011, I built everything. I was, I learned code. 
you, you went, I'm going to do this one, <laughs> one person team. Cause I can do it. I have all the skills. Well, I, I, had, need. I had some team members. Like I had, I had a web guy who created the infrastructure, but I was there every day changing code, posting videos. And you know, it was, <laughs> you, were, you were the one man show or the one woman show, uh, if you will. Yeah. 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 Too much. So. Yeah. No, I, I, that's exactly what uh, a lot of people think when they get into podcasting. They think they can do it by themselves. But if you don't have that team behind you, you're going to get bogged down in the weeds because you're going to end up spending too much time editing a podcast or you're going to spend too much time writing your copy or trying to figure out the best solution for this or that. And you end up wasting so much time. Like after six years of podcasting, I know I don't like editing my own podcast. I have an editor. I'll edit other people's podcasts because I like listening to podcasts because you get to learn. So yeah, I understand and, building the team. <laughs> and it's so important, Phil. I love that you said that for what you do um, supporting people's podcasts because we're also at a point now that podcasting is so relevant. It's it, People are listening to it. They're engaging with it. That if you're putting something out that's not professional, you lose the audience so quickly. If it hasn't been edited mm -hmm. and there's ums and ahs and spaces, you lose people. It's not like, it's like when the internet first launched and there were seven websites, everyone came to your website. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many trillions of websites there are, but no one's going to come unless you're bringing them to your website. Yeah. And if you don't capture them, they're gone. So it's the same with podcasts. Yeah, it is. I just read uh, something interesting on podcasting. The They're expecting the ad spending on podcasting to go to $2.7 by the end of 2022, which is insane because podcasting, quote unquote, has, is still in its infancy compared mm -hmm. to some of the other things. But because everybody's learning from the previous, like from blogging, from mm -hmm. you know, YouTube videos and all this, and they see the importance of podcasting, it's now the, the best time to start a podcast if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's a great point. It is. Um, now, I want to know, what is your favorite success you've had so far? It could be personal, business-wise. What is a success that you're like, this is like, I need to share with everybody? <laughs> I, I, was, um, I was really uh, excited and happy when my book was published. And that was a 10-year project. Right. It was, I literally had talking about who, not how I literally had the book outline and it changed very little. I had the book outline for 10 years and, but I, I think out loud, I, you know, it's not that I can't write. It takes a lot of for me to capture. Yes. To capture down. So I think out loud and I, you know, I tried speaking the book and having it transcribed and editing and um, uh, it just wasn't taking me to the level that I needed and it wasn't flowing. So I tried to hire writers. I tried to hire writing companies and publishing companies. I mean, I went the whole gambit. And um, it wasn't that I wasn't active. I didn't find the right partner. I didn't find the right who. And when I did, it's like it just, you know, took legs of its own. And having that um, come out uh, was just, a, it was definitely, um, uh, and it's something that I'm happy to, you know, talk about, I was happy about it out in the world. I was happy about the input and feedback I was getting. So that, that was a big one. 
Yeah, I'm in the actually in the process of just finishing up my book on podcasting and sharing my six years of knowledge. So in essence, it's six years in the making, similar to your tenure in the making book. So it's off with my editor now. I'm nervous because it's like a, my own child out in the world. So I, I fully get once it's done promoting it to no end. So yeah, I'm looking forward to having that accomplishment feel that you got with your writing your book and can definitely say that's going to be a huge success and, and feather in my cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this big, big success with your book writing. Um, what, what's another goal that you have set for yourself? Like what, what's next for Patty? What's next for me? Well, I'm, um, uh, so <laughs> backstory, launched the book January 28th, 2020. Woo. Oh yeah. It's a perfect time to launch a book. <laughs> exactly. March, we go into lockdown. So, so, you know, my first thing was, is the book still relevant? And it's funny enough, the first chapter in the book is the, is the opportunity and change. Wow. Right. So, but the first thing I did in March lockdown happened is I got on the phone. I started calling clients and friends that are entrepreneurs and saying, how are you? What's going on? What's going And I talked to essential service business owners who were, who were thriving. Like they were expanding. They were, you know, brick and mortar adding Shopify. They were adding free delivery and curbside and they were out. And I talked to essential service businesses that were stagnant and struggling because they weren't rethinking how do they need to make it easy for their customers. I talked to business owners that their business, multi-million dollar businesses were shut down overnight. Yeah. You know, event staffing, photography. And um, so I just started, first of all, finding out where were people at? What were they struggling with? And then um, I, I started being more active on social media and blogging and um uh, you know, I was going to come up with an, you know, an up solution, um, online business launching in the fall. Instead, it became the business reinvention blueprint. So based out of what I was seeing, every business needed to rethink, um, and what was the, like, what was the opportunity and what was the hybrid and what was showing up and what was that communicating? So, um, I, I launched that. Um, and then, uh, interestingly, every time I do, a business training, I always do a team training. It's I always do both ends in the same. There's so there's a blueprint team training because the team needs to know how to deliver what the owner entrepreneur, right? Exactly. They have to, they're the brand ambassadors, and you need to set them up for success to be brand ambassadors. So what's interesting is that's taken off. So my I'm calling it the Absolutions Team Success Training. I'm doing custom training programs now for different businesses, and it's almost like the back end of the blueprint. So what am I excited about? I'm a passionate advocate for independently owned businesses. I think it'll be our independently owned businesses, whether it's digital or it's brick and mortar or hybrid, because really I think everything needs to be a hybrid these days. Um, I believe it'll be our independently owned businesses that'll be the cornerstone bringing communities out of our crisis. I I am in full agreement. I think uh, that's something I think... I find Canadian. I don't see it very much everywhere else. Where when you're Canadian, you know you you want to help your neighbor. You want to make sure that they're doing okay. Reaching out, supporting the local businesses, supporting independent entrepreneurs just starting their journey. I see a lot of people helping out, especially like in the podcast community. I see that as well. Everybody wants to help bring it back to podcasting. But business wise, I see that. Like I prefer 
buying local because I'll go to the local market here. It's the Atwater market. I'll buy the fresh produce there because one, I trust that it's coming from someone that's going to use the money and not buy a yacht. Mm -hmm. Last thing I need is someone else buying another yacht because there's too many yachts out there. (laughs) But I know this farmer, this person that's growing these products themselves are using it themselves. And it's usually quality is way better, I find. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I fully support the independent entrepreneur, the independent business owner to make them because the tools have been cheap. The tools are now cheap to become a a multi-billion dollar business if you want. You just Mm -hmm. need to know where to invest. And that's just people like yourself, help them, help them invest in the proper things so that they can invest in the next level. Get clear and focused with who your market is, what's important to them. So if you're tagged in to your target audience and, and you have, it has to be narrow. This is a, a Tony Robbins quote. You want to market narrowly, serve broadly. Mm-hmm. So in, until you've really defined your market so that your language is appealing to their needs, you've identified in your language is appealing to their needs. Um, you're kind of like, it's a scatter approach and you're not going to create, you're not going to create the results. But the moment you do, if you really understand who your target audience is, then they will always give you the next opportunity. They will always tell you what growth is possible because if you're filling their needs, they'll tell you what next. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. My, one of my clients were working together. He wanted a, just a simple podcast. And now he's like, I want a network of podcasts. And it's like, okay, let's, let's see how to build a network. And luckily I've had the opportunity to interview some podcasters who have built their network. So I have an understanding of there and there's countless articles online, but this gives me the opportunity to build a network and get my hands dirty so that I can improve it for the next client as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely different viewpoint. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going from one to 20 is like, okay, now it's really building a team. <laughs> so yes i i love that um moving on what, what would be your ultimate goal like i snap my finger five 20 years down the line where's patty what is patty doing is she retired is she on the beach you know in bc enjoying the pacific ocean or is she still grinding away helping businesses grow so somewhere in between <laughs> you know one of the i'm going to quote dan sullivan of strategic coach again that if you know your goal as an entrepreneur is to leverage your talent so that you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. I mean, that really for an entrepreneur retirement is that you only do what you want to do when you want to do it. Why would you stop? Like this is you creating magic in the world, just you're fully leveraged. You're staying on your side of the line. You're creating and being creative and connecting. You're not doing. So um, in, you know, 20 years, I see certainly a balance. I see certainly, you know, lots of free time that I'm not doing things business related. Um, But at the same point in time, I, what I'd really like to see is that we have this global network of independent entrepreneurs who are literally, you know, have confidence, their position for success, they have an impact and they're out there not only creating value, but being part of supporting other entrepreneurs that we've got. I, I think, I think this century that we're in, um, I think this is going to be the century of entrepreneurism. If the t- last century was corporate, it was all fortune 500 corporate. I think we're in the, I also think, you know, one of the things for me about the pandemic is that crisis interrupts all patterns. Oh yeah. Right. So, 
So I think, um, and I've actually, the president of Shopify said this in an article that the another impact great Canadian company, I just have to another great that, Canadian company. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and, and one I'm familiar with, because of course, Shopify is helping brick and mortar get online, right. And rethink the business. But he said the impact of the pandemic was to forward their business plan by 10 years. And I think that's across the board. We are going to be embracing technology that we would have resisted because all the infrastructure has been disrupted. Yeah. But I also think we're going to look back on 2021 as the pivotal year to position for future growth. And either businesses are doing that and positioning, creating that five, 10 year plan and embracing, as you said, Phil, so many resources that are so inexpensive or they're going out of business. I think this year is going to be that dramatic of a shift. Yeah, I I agree with you um, fully that 2020 and 2021 will be the year that the entrepreneur flag, if you will, has was started because so many people have started that journey into becoming entrepreneurs, uh, either doing it themselves or teaching other people how to be it and building a new business. Just as you've built different businesses and different products over time, it's this is it. You guys are now I'll call you the OG, if you will, entrepreneurs <laughs> who actually got their hands dirty when the Internet was being born, like in 97, when you launch your first product in 2007, you launch your second product, learned from that mistake. But, you know, and it's just keep teaching you and teaching. And now you're sharing your knowledge with us, uh, our new younger entrepreneurs who always thought that it would have to be like what mom and dad did where they went to the nine to five job, got the house, had the kids. And now because millennials pretty much are completely disrupted because of it's not working anymore, but becoming entrepreneurs is. So I, I love seeing that happening right now. And I love how you guys, you're, you're one of the people supporting entrepreneurs. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, just before we round out the episode, we are getting on that. I do normally ask my guests for a book recommendation that you think would help entrepreneurs. Uh, you've already mentioned who, not how, I believe, or who, not. Yep. Who, not how. Who, not how. Is there another book you, you like to suggest to the audience that you would uh, recommend if they want to jump into the entrepreneurial world? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually recommend any of Peter Diamandis's books. So his his third one, actually his third book came out the same day as mine, <laughs> um, which is the, the future is faster than you think. But I, I would probably start with Abundance. Abundance may be five years old now, but it's actually talking about how technology is shifting us to an economy of abundance from scarcity, that every time we deal with some level of scarcity, technology is flipping it. So our whole economic model is changing. So that was a brilliant book. And he talked about many, you know, food, transportation, water, education. Um, the second book, Bold, is building an exponential business. And his third then is The Future is Faster Than You Think. So any of those three are, are definite. Again, this is the year to future forward your business. You have to have an idea of what's coming. Yeah, it's no longer the one to two, three year plan. It's five, 10 years because you have to set it up for the technology will change. I love that. Um, we're going to just end off here. I'm going to simply jump off stage. I'm going to give you the full last little bit to let my audience know where they can find you and how they can support you and uh, learn from the one of the OG uh, entrepreneurs. 
Awesome, Phil. So thank you. Um, so you can reach me, pattymara.com. That's P-A-T-T-I-M-A-R-A.com. And um, there's lots of different resources on that. And I'm also going to give you um, kind of a hidden link that takes you to a podcast resource page. So if you go to pattymara.com forward slash invest in yourself, that will take you to a page. There's a link there to buy the book if you're interested in the Absolutions book. And I've got a free download that's a, a tool called the Touchpoint Scorecard. And it's a really simple and powerful tool that has you enables you to look at your business and different touch points in your business from your customer's perspective. So you can really take a look and see shift from just delivering something to creating value with something. And it's a great tool to use yourself and also with your team. There's a short video that teaches you how to use the tool. And uh, there's a spot there you can get in contact with me or join our Upsolutions Facebook group where I'm actually very involved in answering questions. So again, pattymara.com or pattymara.com forward slash invest in yourself. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Phil, being with you today. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And my wish for all of your audiences to your success. Oh, thank you. First of all, thank you for setting up that hidden uh, little link for my audience to learn even more and get that little exclusive from you. So thank you so much for offering that to my uh, audience there. It's going to be an amazing, I'm going to be going on it now to check out and join the, uh, the group as well, because I know just talking with you has been not only life change, not life changing, but life enlightening uh, about all these resources. I'm definitely going to be picking up Peter's books because more knowledge is important and I love getting the, that no extra knowledge. And if they, if you learned something from it and I've already learned stuff, stuff from you, I know I'm definitely going to learn a lot from it. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us and my audience about your journey being an entrepreneur. Thank you, Phil. Absolute pleasure being with you on your Invest in Yourself podcast. So thank you. You're very welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. There will be an outro a little later. And uh, again, thank you, Patty, and for listening. Have a great day and invest in yourself. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you got so much value from it. I do have a small favor to ask of you. If you could all just go over to our Instagram page, that's at investinyourselfpod. Just go over there, like the most recent episode or the episode that you listened to. Maybe leave a comment of what you took away from the episode. Make sure you follow us for all the latest episodes coming up. I thank you so much for just listening to the podcast.